0: On the KZYX local news segment for Friday, December 3rd, we presented an excerpt of an interview with Robert Pannoli, the president of the Skunk Train. This extended version covers additional subjects about diesel trains, using the train for freight, the Pudding Creek parcel, his thoughts on the city's lawsuit, and on the Noyo Center. From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Friday, December 3rd. I'm Michelle Blackwell. When the Georgia Pacific Mill in Fort Bragg closed in 2002, the property became a flashpoint for local politics. The city opened the popular Coastal Trail in 2015. Georgia Pacific sold off pieces of the land a few years ago, including 70 acres to the Mendocino Railway, locally known as the Skunk Train popular tourist attraction in Fort Bragg and Willits. The fate of 272 acres remained unknown, partially due to pollution that needed to be cleaned up. According to Vice Mayor Hayes, the city has been in negotiation to purchase the land from GP since 2019. Railroads like the Skunk are regulated at the federal level as a utility and have some of the same rights as local governments, even though they are often private for-profit companies. The skunk filed an eminent domain claim against GP, and in November, GP sold the remaining 272 acres to the skunk. On Friday, November 26th, we interviewed Vice Mayor Hayes about her concerns with this transaction in our byline segment. Today we are interviewing Robert Pinole, the president of the skunk train, for their side of the story. Mr. Pinoli, thank you for being with us today. You were aware the city was negotiating to buy the property, correct?
1: Hi, Michelle. Thanks, and uh, thanks for the opportunity to participate in this. By surprise, actually, we've been talking to Georgia Pacific since 2004 when Mendocino Railway acquired the skunk train. And we had regular meetings with the city manager, uh, then the mayor and the vice mayor earlier this year. You may recall we purchased 15 acres at Cypress uh, and Main Street from Harvest Market. And prior to our purchase of the land, we spoke with the city manager and asked her what she thought. In that conversation, we spoke of how this could be the site of a new station and that we'd connect the northern part once we acquired the balance of Millsite South. It really wasn't until May when we noticed a city council agenda that had some APNs listed in closed session discussion it was also about that time that the city abruptly ended our bi-weekly meeting we re-engaged with georgia pacific and because they seem to be somewhat unresponsive so we filed an action of eminent domain against them understand that to file an ed there's a process it isn't ring the doorbell and drop the lawsuit on the door there are many advance notices that go out and and so that's That's sort of how we found out about the city negotiating uh, with GP.
0: So how much are you paying for the 272 acres?
1: 1.23 million more than the city of Fort Bragg was willing to pay. Well, we don't actually know what they were negotiating, correct? We do, because they, I believe they made that pretty clear during the bond hearing that they had. They were looking to basically get the property for little to nothing from Georgia Pacific, and they were going to set aside $3.5 million from the bond funds to deal with remediation. So our purchase price was $1.23 million.
0: So What are your plans for the land?
1: Our plans are to ensure that it's developed in a way that's responsible for the benefit of our community it's that's it's that simple
0: will you be pulling building permits and follow the local building codes
1: while federal law does not allow railroads to seek local building permits our position has always been that permits are required for all aspects of projects that aren't railroad related the claim that we aren't subject to the law is something that the city knows better. And so with respect to a development that is outside of the railroad purview, absolutely, we will, without question, pull permits.
0: Basically, any commercial or residential development, you would follow the same process that any other developer follows?
1: Without question.
0: There's been a lot of rumors Are you planning on running trains right next to the public trail where people are going to just walk along the ocean?
1: You know, with respect to the plan that we submitted for Millsite North, the plans uh, the city has already approved for the northern portion of the mill site include tracks near uh, the trail, but not next to the trail. And so any trains we run are unlikely to disrupt anybody using the trail.
0: Are they going to be the diesel trains with the, you know, Noise and the pollution that comes from
1: that? We will probably be running a diesel train in some instances. Keep in mind that our diesel locomotives, we actually are in the process of doing conversions to our locomotives. And one of the things that we actually are seeking some grant funding for is to retire an older fleet of diesel locomotives and to purchase more modern tier three or tier four Uh, diesel locomotives but also keep in mind that our parent company, uh, Sierra Railroad Company, uh, really pioneered the way in using biodiesel in its uh, locomotives very early on and so uh, that's something that we have uh, used um, early on with mixed results and now it's uh, much more consistent. Yeah, So diesel locomotives will be used um, and You know, we right now, as a a company, um, are working on the, the conversion of a locomotive to hydrogen. So we'll see where that leads
0: us. Some in the community fear you'll be using a portion of the land to haul and ship freight. Both coal and gravel have been mentioned. Are there plans to turn the mill site into a freight depot?
1: If you look at our plan for mill site north, There is a portion of of the land that we had dedicated for a a transload facility where goods and services could be loaded or offloaded. And with respect to our, in the acquisition of Mill Site South, yes, there is freight proposed. With respect to coal, absolutely not. We have no association with the folks, um, whomever they are, some LLC that is out of state. Um, We have absolutely no association with that uh, coal entity.
0: What kind of goods do you think would be transported on the skunk train?
1: You asked about gravel, and I certainly don't want to ignore that. We, you know, there is an aggregates company already on the Mendocino coast, and they're bringing aggregates rock from inland over to the coast. One of the owners of that company, wants to eliminate the amount of trucks he's sending over Highway 20. And even if he were to load rail cars in Willits and transport it to Fort Bragg, he feels that there's an efficiency for his operation to justify sending it by rail. Keep in mind that there's a four or more to one efficiency by putting it on rail.
0: How many additional trains would the people who like live along Pudding Creek or, or live on the Willits side see on those tracks each day?
1: And I appreciate that follow-up question. I will say that from the eastern end of our line right now, the amount of work-style slash freight-style trains that we're doing happening two to three days a week. We, two years ago, started working on a massive, Streambed restoration project. That was in conjunction with a lot of, of state and federal agencies as well as nonprofits. And that streambed restoration project was to improve fish habitat on the Noyo River and a tributary to the Noyo River. The amount of rock that we hauled in was huge. We spent probably 45 plus days hauling materials in and out that would otherwise have to come in by truck. You have a, a corridor that the footprint is already there. And so you're running over that corridor. So will there be an increase in in traffic? There will probably be an increase in traffic. I'd be, you know, silly to say no. But will it be disruptive? I can't imagine so because it's not like It's going to be what in the industry we call a unit train, which is up to a hundred cars or more in length. I should also point out that as to freight as a whole, we need more diverse businesses in our community, more than just tourism. We need more jobs, we need more housing, and we need more opportunities for people. We need to be more environmentally friendly as to how we do these things. Keep in mind, that a train can move a ton of goods over 400 miles on less than one gallon of fuel. Not even a Tesla is that environmentally friendly. And if we can help reduce traffic over Highway 20, that has a huge benefit to our community.
0: Are you planning on building an amusement park at the mill site? (laughs) Uh, No there's also a fear that you will not adequately clean up the dioxins that are in the ponds that GP left. Do you have a cleanup plan? Are you going to work with the state to ensure both public safety as well as institute requirements that would be needed to protect the ocean? Specifically, there is king tides and they overtake this berm which could release dioxins into the Pacific.
1: We've been working with the DTSC since we purchased the scum train in 2004. We We worked with them cleaning up pollution. We had no part in creating, and that was something that we inherited. So we will continue to do so. As to the GP mill site, the claim that we won't is just another false claim.
0: The Pudding Creek parcel is a bit confusing. Where is it exactly? Are you now the owner of the dam? Does this mean that you'll be needing to maintain that dam?
1: We, we do have the Pudding Creek parcel. The acquisition was approximately 70 acres. It does include the dam, a small leg of land to the west of the dam, but east of Highway 1, and the balance runs back upstream between Pudding Creek Road and the railroad tracks, although there is a parcel of land to the south side of the railroad tracks, if you will, east of Milepost 2
0: everything is on the east side of highway one it doesn't in any way impact the beach or the trestle or the area that most people consider a recreation area for pudding creek it does not and what are you going to be doing with the pudding creek parcel or what are you going to be doing with that dam it's not in very good shape if i recall there was a failure a couple of years ago during a storm
1: yeah Part, that was due to the boards actually being placed in the dam. So it was uh, holding water back and allowing the water to rise behind those boards in Pudding Creek. We had um, an inordinate amount of rain, and that water breached the top because the boards uh, hadn't been removed in time. All of the boards are out the dam. Uh, Actually, correct that. There is still one board in each of the slots. And the reason for that is to divert water through the fish passage channel so that that remains open and fish are able to travel up and downstream freely. That one board, when I say that it's one board, it's maybe 8 to 12 inches tall. The rest is wide open. So in the event of a high flow or high rain event, the water isn't being held
0: back per se. So the city of Fort Bragg is suing your parent company and advocating to have your railroad status removed. If they are successful, will that change your plans for the mill site?
1: The city of Fort Bragg is suing Mendocino Railway, that is the parent to the skunk, and the claims that the city have made in the lawsuit are false. Both the city and the city attorney who filed the suit have repeatedly asserted that we are indeed a public utility railroad. And that's true. We are. The city's lawsuit appears to be nothing but an effort to retaliate against us for making a deal with GP after the city sat on its hands for almost two decades and then failed to make a deal with Georgia Pacific such that GP came to us to make a deal. We expect that lawsuit ultimately to be dismissed.
0: If the city is successful, does that change the plans that you have for the property at all? No, it does not. One of the plans that the city had was to work with the Noyo Center to do some additional, um, I guess, educational facilities out there. Is that something that the Skunk Train is thinking of doing as well?
1: we'd be more than happy to talk to the Noyo Center. Um, I think they're a wonderful group of people. I think what they're doing is amazing. I think what they, I I mean, I would love to see them expand and really just just grow and flourish and educate people on climate change, rising sea levels, um, how to protect and how to regrow our kelp forest, how to you know, how to have a sustainable fisheries. Just, there, there's so much untapped potential. So I would love to see uh, the Noyo Center grow and flourish. And if we can be a part of that, fantastic.
0: For KZYX News, I'm Michelle Blackwell. For all our news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast wherever you get to your own podcast.